0: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's TV slash poppods to get 50% off your first month.
1: Hey, what's happening? This is CJ Pierce from Drowning Pool, and you're listening to Talking Metal right here.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. today's show we have cj from drowning pool but first let me say this jimmy bane rest in peace Listened to right there was of course the great Ronnie James Dio, the band Dio, featuring Jimmy Bain on bass guitar. That is of course a song that he wrote, co-wrote one of the co one of the four co-writers on the song. And, uh, you know, we always think of, of Jimmy Bain being a part of that last in line, holy diver lineup. Of course, he was also on a number of other Dio records, including the great Dream Evil record, which was released in 1987. That's the leadoff track, Night People, written by Jimmy Bain, Dio, Craig Goldie, Vinnie Apice, Claude Schnell. So I guess there was uh, actually five writers on that. Great stuff and a a great record by the late Jimmy Bain, who unfortunately it sounds like passed uh, on, while on tour or on the cruise, the Def Leppard cruise, which is, God, I almost went on that Def Leppard cruise. It was very close to going. It's it's sad to think that Jimmy died while they were out at sea. At least this is Sunday night. I'm dictating this to you guys uh, the details are still a little sketchy but that's what it sounds like they did of course jimmy had reunited with vivian campbell who was on those first three Dio records uh with with ronnie james Dio, vinnie Appice, and and the late jimmy bain claude schnell on on keyboards on those three records too so th- they had they had re- reunited basically the do classic Dio lineup without Dio, obviously. And they'd played a show before setting sail on the Def Leppard cruise, which I have a number of friends on. Luke Carl, a pretty good friend of mine, and Eddie Trunk, uh, who is a friend of mine, uh, both on that tour right now. Not to mention Aaron from uh, the Frank Hannon band. I know numerous people on the Def Leppard cruise, which is almost one of the reasons I almost went. Um, So I, I just just tragic. And, uh, I hope the people out at sea can all have a drink and, and have some fun, uh, among, you know, having heard this news because it's definitely sad. Jimmy Bain was a great, great rocker. Loved the guy. Got to meet him back in 1986 have a, a record of, of Ronnie James Dio's or the Dio Band called Intermission, which is not on iTunes or Spotify. It was a live EP that included one new track. Um, I have that signed by, by Jimmy Bain and, and some of the other guys. I have a poster signed by Ronnie, Claude, um, Craig Goldie, and uh, Vinnie Appice and Jimmy Bain. Ugh, man, what a what a what a tragic thing! We're losing so many great rockers now that it's it just sucks, man. And Jimmy is just the latest. You know, he started with Rainbow, played on that Rainbow Rising record. Um, a lot of people think of Bob Daisley when they think of that early Rainbow stuff, but Jimmy was actually, in my opinion, a more prominent player. Uh, you know, that's where he that's where he met Ronnie. And sad to think that that so many people in that in that. Uh, Lineup back then are now gone. Cozy Powell, Jimmy Bain. I just saw this picture of uh, Rolling Stone put on their website of Jimmy Bain uh, being pictured with Rainbow and he was dead center. And I was just looking down, I was like, Cozy's gone, Ronnie's gone, Jimmy Bain's gone. You know, we still got Blackmore, of course, but so many of those of our old timers are are now leaving us and it it fucking sucks, man. Glenn Fry just died. I fucking love the Eagles, man. The Eagles. Another one of those bands, those great monster bands that we we just don't really have many of these bands left. You know, the the Eagles would go into a fucking studio for months on end and just crank out these masterpieces of, of records, you know, just so good and and you know if if you're a guy who can only listen to hard rock and heavy metal you probably don't like the Eagles but it's and there's a big loss on you because they freaking were the shit they knew how to write a song they knew how to record a record they don't make records like that anymore and you know same same thing with Rainbow Man and Jimmy Bane and Ronnie Dio anyways these guys are all leaving us and it just fucking sucks it sucks but Jimmy back to Jimmy Bane What an amazing career, of course, playing on a lot of the classic Rainbow stuff, including Rainbow Rising. He was in a band called Wild Horses, which included uh, ex-Thin Lizzy guitarist Brian Robertson and Neil Carter also, who went on to play with UFO, and and Gary Moore. And back to what I said about Jimmy Bain being a more prominent uh, part of of rainbow than than bob daisley here's here's the reason why i say that is it's because bob daisley plays on long live rock and roll from the way i understand it richie blackmore actually plays most of the bass on that record and bob daisley even though he's his pictures on the record only plays on two or three songs so um take it or leave it you know you guys know my opinion on Bob Daisley so we're not going to go there today. We're talking about the late great Jimmy Bain. Yeah, so he eventually ended up playing with Dio, but again, he played with Rainbow and then he played on that great Thin Lizzy record, Black Rose, a rock legend which of course featured Gary Moore on guitar. And he only played on a track on I think one track on that record, but you know, still wow. And played with Phil from Thin Lizzy, on some of his solo records in the early 80s. Played with Gary Moore on the Dirty Fingers record. That was in 1983, right the same year that Holy Diver was released, that first Dio record, and he went on to play again on those first four full-length Dio records, and that also includes the Intermission EP, which I mentioned, Sandwiched in Between, Sacred Heart, and Dream Evil. The song we opened today's show with was "Night People" off the 1987 Dream Evil record. Today we have C.J. Pierce from Drowning Pool joining us on the show, so stay tuned for that interview coming up shortly. And uh, yeah, man, Glenn fry crazy too. All these guys in their late seventies too. I mean, Lemmy from Motorhead, who just died. And he was just just a, just turned seventy. Bowie love fucking david bowie one of my all-time favorites he was 69 had the opportunity to meet david bowie and hang with him when i worked on vh1 legends and i i was the associate producer on this great documentary i wish i wish vh1 would, would air it again <clears throat> on on david bowie and uh you know, sat down with him. And one time when we were, uh, with him, he would just chain smoke, you know, the whole time. And at the, uh, when we were done talking to him, I took the ashtray filled with cigarettes, all David Bowie's cigarette buds. I uh, dumped them in a bag. And then I took a picture of Bowie smoking one of those cigarettes. Cause we've been shooting it when I was there. And uh, that's on my my brother's wall, the picture of David Bowie smoking the cigarette, and the actual cigarette right there next to it. So there you go. David Bowie, one of my all-time favorite favorite songwriters and just artists, period. it's a It's a major loss. And again, yeah, he was he was 69 years old. Scott Wallen we lost, of course, earlier. Yeah, a couple of months back, or in 2015, December or whatever that was. Maybe it was November. Oh, all sad shit, man. Yeah, so let's get into a little Lemmy, man. Fucking love Lemmy. So fucking awesome. This is rock and roll going back to, I think, 1986. 1986.
3: I guess I like to vote.
2: that it eat the rich on it you know it was probably the bigger song off that record and uh yeah great stuff love it love it still sounds so fresh so alive and uh yeah i'm uh, i i do not know i'm bumming man i feel like you know we're at the beginning of this era where all our heroes all the guys who were you know baby boomers you know and basically invented this this style of music hard rock and heavy metal that we love so much we're going to start losing them you know because that's that's what happens you know the average lifespan of a person in the u.s and again we have probably better healthcare than a lot of these other countries but in the u.s the average life span is 78 years old and we we tend to think it's older than that because we everyone we hear of people living to ninety ninety five nowadays and and some of our heroes some of our rock star heroes will live that long, but a lot of them are who are on the uh, short lifespan average lifespan if you will are starting to die now man and and it seems like it's just too much death of these last few months. Uh, sad stuff sad stuff and uh enough of that let's talk about some exciting stuff drowning pool guys have a new record coming out cj is here from drowning pool to tell us all about the record cj of course is the guitarist of the band he's been in the band since 1996 so we're going to get into that interview with him, but before we do so, I want to tell you about our sponsor. This sponsorship actually kicks in in February, February 1st. So the link isn't active yet, but in case you you're listening to this and it's already February, please go use the link adamandeve.com has joined us as a sponsor. So this is great great news. Again, after February first, 2016, you can go use this link, this special link, to uh cash in on all your Adam and Eve products. And then actually it's uh, to get a 50% off uh, off one item, it's um offer code talking. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G. So after February first, be sure to check out adamandeve.com. And uh, you can get this, again, it's kind of like a special Valentine's Day offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter our offer code, which is TALKING, T-A-L-K-I-N-G. That's TALKING at AdamandEve.com. And again, this offer will last through Valentine's Day. So go buy your, your baby something sexy. Because this really is a good deal, and again, stay tuned for more information on the AdamAndEve.com sponsorship. You know they got a lot of good sex toys at this website, lingerie, and uh, there's also if you don't have a Valentine's Day date and you're just feeling a little lonely, you want a little little something to keep a company that uh, that day that that a lot of single guys and, and girls don't don't really dig all that much uh, go check out adamandeve.com's endless selection of adult DVDs. They have, they have it all there guys. And remember the, the offer code again, talking when you, when you check out. So there you go. Cool. And starting on, uh, on in February, we will have links up to, uh, to adamandeve.com on our site. So there you go. All right, so without further ado, let's get into my interview with CJ from Drowning Pool. We're going to start off with some brand new Drowning Pool. This sounds really good, guys. This is Hell to Pay off the Hallelujah album by Drowning Pool, which will be out very soon. And this track is currently available for sale legally on iTunes. So go support these guys and buy the track. Here we go, and uh, check out. Uh, stay tuned to check out my interview with CJ. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and checking in with us tonight, we have CJ from Drowning Pool. CJ, how are you? I'm great, man. How about yourself? Good, good. We just heard a track, a brand new track, Held to Pay, and it just sounds oh, nice. great. Yeah, we are digging it. It is up on iTunes for the Talking Metal listeners to buy, and it's coming off the, uh, the forthcoming record, which is coming out in... February. Can you tell us a little bit about the the new record? Why don't you start off telling us uh, what it's called, and and we'll talk about maybe um, how it is doing a second record with Jason in the band, and uh, just get into a yeah, little bit about the new record.
1: We got lots going on, man. It's been a 2015. has been busy year of my life by far, but all good things, man. Um, the record's called Hallelujah. celebrating another day in life and in hell, right? Right. (laughs) Good times. You know, uh, uh, we made it through hell. We made another record. So we're celebrating that. We actually made it to record number six and a second record with Jason Moreno who's been nothing but awesome for us. Um, We can start with Jason. You know, Jason Moreno has been out on the scene in Dallas with us. He came up on the scene late 90s. We've known him forever. Um, So once we finally got with Jason, we kind of really felt like we were a band again. It kind of was like a 10-year search. You know, and we appreciate our fans sticking with us because I know I'm guilty of it as a music fan. Whenever my favorite bands change singers or anything like that, you kind of step back like, Hey man, what's going on here? But, um, right. you know, we had to make these changes to improve ourselves. I mean, we, you know, we were kind of running left with much of a choice. So, um, we made those changes to, you know, in hopes to better ourselves. And, uh, Jason Lauren was a great guy. You know, he took the time out of respect to the Dramapool fans and to respect to the past singers we've had. He learned every song and every record that we've had beforehand. And, um, you know we're on record number two with him now, and he has his own uh unique sound that he brings to the table as well. So it's been uh it's been great, man. We're all in a great place as a band. We've never been on, um, I don't think we've ever been this tight ever. To be honest with you, everything's actually going pretty well. You kind of like, what's us you know, when's the ball going to drop again on on whatever? But um. We're just still plowing away with it, having fun with it, man.
2: And and would you say that you guys are gelling more on, on this record, the new record, Hallelujah, than you were in the past just because you've now been together longer? Is that a fair statement?
1: Um, you know, it's a couple of different factors. I mean, one, we did know Jason for a long time, but right when he joined the band, I mean, we wrote that record the first three months he was in the band, Resilience, right. and put it out before we even played shows together. But once we started playing shows together, you get to know each other. And then I think a major factor... For me, at least personally, on guitar, um, if we re-released the center record, the 13-year anniversary of Sinner, and then we got to do a whole year touring, playing the whole first record in its entirety, which kind of re-influenced me. Um, I mean, we rewrote that record 15 years ago, right. and we try to evolve as a musician. So nobody, I don't think any band sits down and, oh, let me listen to my first record again. You know, you try to move forward. So this, you know kind of made you just kind of, you know, relearn that style of music that we wrote back then. So I think a lot of those influences come through on Hallelujah. And thirdly, I don't know if I was making a count or not, but, um, you know, working with E1 Entertainment now, a new, you know, we had the Clearhouse, got a new record company management, all that stuff. And um, as you know, in the business, as they say, music business, a lot of record companies the management, they, uh, you know, yeah, right, with you white, but uh, Radar doesn't rock as hard as he used to or this stuff's hot right now, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
1: Everybody does that. uh, They try to push you in a a certain direction. Yeah, they always like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't play that heavy stuff, maybe you shouldn't say the word devil, you know, or hell or whatever. It's like, you know, we're a rock band and we're going to say what we want to say and do what the hell we want to do and finally, you know, with E1, they were, they, they were that, the right company for us, because that's exactly what they said. They didn't want to hear anything, man. They didn't want to hear demos. They didn't want to, like, don't give us, just give us, to us when you finish with it. Wow. Surprise us. Wow. Um, so they let us do um, exactly what we wanted to do and say what we wanted to say. So, I mean, that comes through in the music as well, man. You don't have that, uh, you know, that A&R guy, you know, breathing down your neck like, oh, man, I don't know if you should say that. But you can't say, uh, shucks. You can't say shit on there, you know. Yeah, whatever, right. man. Right. So um, we don't have to deal with that headache as well. So, um, yeah,
2: that's, yeah, that's all those factors. Well, how about like for. producing? Did you work with a certain producer on this record?
1: Yeah, we wanted to go down a heavy route, and we we're going to continue to go down that route. Um, I don't. Know, we kind of got away from it. Just again, different singers that we worked with in the past sing certain ways, and you know, we write what we write, Mike Seedy and myself, and then you have to still kind of curtail your music writing to what other people can do and can't do. Everybody has their limitations. So with Jason Moreno, again, he can sing any kind of way. He can sing Heavy Light or whatever, so we feel like we can do whatever we want. Um, but we wanted to make a heavier record. So working with Jason Sukoff, who's worked with, like, super heavy and, uh, records, death metal and everything, uh, was a great choice. And then I wound up producing a lot of uh, finishing up here at, at my studio um, just because, you know, time ran out there. I did all the solos here. We did all the backing vocals and a lot of the uh, background stuff here, but um, Jason, you know, Sukov was there at the helm. We did all the main stuff with him and, and got all the main tracks, and, and he was awesome to work with. Man, a little mad genius scientist back there, and um, definitely uh, was great working with him. I love to work with him again.
2: And, and what is the songwriting process like? Is it, it's it's just Certain members writing together, do you all kind of contribute? Um, I know you mentioned Stevie and you were doing some writing. Is, is that generally the songwriting team?
1: Yeah. In the beginning, I mean, it has changed over, you know, it has evolved over years, if you will. I mean, it was, in the beginning, it was just me, Mike, and Stevie in the room writing stuff. And then, you know, Dave Williams joined the band and he came in and did his lyrics. And then after we lost Dave, you know, Mike, Steve, and myself started really attacking all the music and the lyrics. But uh, Jason Moreno is a singer-songwriter as well. Um, and as of late, you know, especially on this last record, Stevie has kind of brought more stuff to the table as well, and I always bring stuff to the table. So we get to the house and come up with stuff on our own, but we also get in the room and put it together as a band. So um, every song has some kind of piece from somebody in it. So it's it's, it's an even playing field on that one. And, uh, you know, again, that's another thing where we all just kind of clicked really well on this and it wasn't, I do sorry say it the right way. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I hate this idea. Or, I hate that song. It's like we were all kind of very much on the same page going into this. And we've been through the same stuff together. I mean, you know, we, we kind of hit like writing blocks where we have a few months off and we write a bunch of songs and we tour and we hit it again. So um, kind of how it goes, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, you mentioned, you know, recently going back and really revisiting that, classic album sinner you know and, and of course dave Williams' his amazing voice just such a big part of of that record and, and the song bodies that we still hear just so much even you know how many years later what are we 15 years later right it's just still such just a, a nuts
1: man i still can't believe that um that song i got people come up to me dude like daily I like, oh, mean, i just heard that brand new song called the device before like it's like it just came out yesterday or something it's so nuts you would think they would know by now but um People are still discovering the song. It's still yeah. the songs still our legs. No, well,
2: you think about a fifteen-year-old back in two thousand one. He was he was just being born, you know. And it's still such an energetic, potent song and sound that I'm sure it still speaks to the younger generation today. But I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, having going back and kind of revisiting that record and getting back in touch with. I guess your roots and your sound back at that time in your life. Is it fair to say that, that Dave Williams influence is maybe stronger on the new record than it has been in the past?
3: I think, well,
1: again, that was one of those situations where, you know, Dave came into Drown Pool with Mike and Steve and myself, you know, we didn't have a singer for a good six months before we got Dave and we'd already been, you know, working on a lot of the songs, but I think it's just the sound as a whole. Um, Mike, even myself, kind of getting back to where we started and also just Jason evolving. Um, And and again, I guess maybe it's just the music that's laid out that, that, you know, kind of lends a hand to where Jason's going to sing on it. And I think same thing for Jason Moreno as well. I mean, he's sat there and learned every record we've ever made before him. And he definitely, we just got done touring with him singing the whole record. So I'm sure he was definitely influenced by Dave Williams as well. And it comes through in the music. So. Yeah,
2: absolutely and you know you've mentioned those old days that that record was 2001 but you guys really formed and put this thing together like back 96 is that right
1: yeah mike and stevie moved to dallas um at the end of 96 and that's when we started getting out there and then we started really hitting it you know 97 we had a couple different you know like all bands you know began a couple different members changes and then it was dave that came in shortly thereafter that uh Really, um, that's when things started taking off.
2: Right. So, I mean, we're really going on 20 years. Do you consider it the 20-year the anniversary of the band, uh, 2016?
1: My niece, my niece, sorry. Is it, what year is this? How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? When did we get here, man? Oh, uh, it must have been all the shots. It's all blurry. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you know, 20 years. I guess we could buy ourselves like a gold watch or a gold pen or something, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it's 20 years we should do something special this year. You know, I haven't, I don't sit around and count it, but yeah, 2016 is 20 years, man. Wow. We should do something super special
2: for that. Well, well, good for you guys. Cause I mean, as far as the the core band goes, I mean, you Stevie and, and Mike, you guys have, you know, you've, you've had numerous singers come in and out of the, the, the band, but you guys have been uh, strong for a long time. And that, that says a lot. How do you guys keep it together and, and remain such a, uh, good friends and I'm assuming you're friends, you know, band members for so long. You know,
1: it's, um, I think everybody might have their own answer to it, but me, I think it's an even
2: playing field for all
1: three of us because we each take a turns being the nice guy and, um, putting in the extra effort and we've each taken turns being a complete asshole. So right, right. long as we're not all that guy at the same time, you know, we all uh, take turns, you know, with our stuff. And I think that's what's kept it. I think that's part of the secret. And uh, of course, I love those guys, man. They're my brothers. They're my best friends. And we, just like brothers, you know, you fight like brothers, and then you also um, have some of the best of times ever together. So, uh, And right now, things are great, man. I'm definitely thankful um, and appreciative that we've made it this long, and to the fans that still stick through us with all these changes, man. We're passionate about music. Uh, Jason Moreno is just as passionate, and, and it's got that fire going again. And, uh, you know, we're very proud of this record. We worked so hard on it, and I hope everybody else digs it. I mean, we I grew up listening to rock and roll and metal, and, and I just want to keep that going and bring something new to the table. and.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And you guys are also passionate about uh, charity work. It seems I, I saw you guys did a Toys for Tot, C- Tots concert recently, and you've done work with the uh, the American Heart Association, the USO, and, and uh, Glassdoor. Every chance
1: we get to give back, man, we do. We've done a lot. Um, we do Toys for Tots every year. And uh, this year, again, we, we got more toys, raised more money on Toys for Tots than any other year, which has been great. Um, like you said, with, uh, Dave Williams passed away from uh, cardiomyopathy. So we wanted to do, um, a Dave Williams tribute t-shirt and we donated all that money and you know, those proceeds to the American Heart Association. I don't want to make any money off of Dave's name, but I want, you know, people to have a t-shirt with his face on it. You're like, right you see people with dime bag shirts on is really cool. You see people with Kurt Cobain shirts, but our money from that t-shirt goes straight to charity. So, um, absolutely. And then, you know, we've done stuff with the USO. Um, I think people have conflicting views and, and thoughts on that. Um, you know, we had a, a situation recently where certain venues or, or booking companies, you know, don't want to work with you because they think you're like a war- monger band. I mean,
2: oh really? Wow.
1: we're not bad at any, yeah, man. It's just kind of disheartening when you see it. I mean, I know the song Bodies has been associated with some bad stuff, but that's not what it's about, man. It's a rock song. We play for rock fans and metal fans no matter what they do in life, whether they're a doctor or a lawyer. Or, or whether they in the armed forces or whether they in the German army or Japanese army, it doesn't matter. You know, they're real people. They're still people. And we'll play with for anybody, anywhere, anytime.
4: Right on. And right uh, on. any,
1: like I said, any chance to do anything to help out, I get to do my dream. I get to play music before living. Um, you definitely, why not give back when you have a chance?
2: Right on. So you guys are heading out on a headlining tour, which is starting up in uh, – Fort Wayne, Indiana, the Rusty Spur. I, I don't have the exact yeah. date in front of me, but I know it's, I think it's in February, right? And that, it's
1: uh, February 11th. We kick off. Uh, we have a band, uh, Audio Copsy, that is um, some of the band members from Mudvane, and I'm a huge Mudvayne fan, so I'm right. looking forward to going with those guys.
2: Cool. And can we and, ex- um, expect a lot of new songs off Hallelujah uh, in the set list?
1: Normally, um, You wouldn't think about doing that. I know a lot of I've seen some of my uh, favorite bands do that. They come out, um, and it's like, you know, I don't know this song. I don't know that song. But um, the bands that I have seen that have done that, that have great songs, like I went and saw Tool a while back, and they did this thing where they played a a new song and an old song, a new song, old song. Um, I thought that was really killer. Even though it wasn't familiar with the new material, it's still awesome because it was Tool. Um, same thing like I was saying with Mudvayne, um, it was the last tour they did, they came out played a bunch of new stuff, but uh, the songs were killer, so um, as a fan, that didn't bother me. There were a few other bands that I've seen in the past, I won't mention, that have played new stuff, that just didn't stand up to real stuff.
2: Right, right.
1: So with that being said, um, we are definitely playing songs and tracks um, off the new record, we're probably going to rotate some stuff. Um, just by, you know, just by an you know, accident or whatever, you know, we're going to Looking at the set list now, I mean, it looks like we're going to come out playing some new stuff. In the middle of the set, we're going to play a bunch of stuff that's happened in the middle of our career. And then at the end of the set, we're going to end with a bunch of center songs. So it's, I like the set flow right now. It's probably my favorite set list we've ever had.
2: Awesome. Well, we uh, encourage everybody to go out and see you guys play live and also to pick up the new record, Hallelujah. It comes out. February 5th, 2016. We're going to have links up in today's show notes on talking metal.com where people can, uh, buy the record and also check out your social media and website and all that good stuff. So, uh, CJ has been great talking with you today.
1: Oh man. Thanks for having me on the show. We appreciate it. And all those rock fans, man, come out and hang out with us. I'm always hanging out. I like to watch other bands play. You'll see me at the bar. Come do a shot with me. Um, We'll talk music, we'll talk shop, we'll listen to some live rock let music the together. Body set the floor. let the body set the floor.
2: heard was the classic song bodies by drowning pool going way back to their album sinner and uh, big thanks to cj for joining me here on talking metal we wish those guys the best of the luck I, i'm fairly certain that was cj's second time on talking metal i believe he was on the show a long long time ago good to have him back and all the best to drowning pool amazing they're still out there doing it and uh still sounding so damn good so there you go on that note, we're going to wrap things up. John is out on a, a not the Def Leopard cruise, a different cruise with, with Ace right now. There are a lot of great cruises going on. And one that I wanted to mention to you guys is starting up shortly. This cruise is just insane. I wish I could go, but I unfortunately can't because I have some stuff going on here in the city. Uh, the cruise is called Axes and Anchors and Wow, this is taking off real soon from Florida. If you're in the area or you you have the time to go do this from February 20th to 24th, I highly recommend it. Uh, again, Axes and Anchors Rock Cruise. You can go to axesandanchors.com. Uh you know, and and you can bring the family too. It's uh, it's not, you know, just something you can go on you, you know, you have to be a Without the family, you can actually bring your family on this if you'd like. And there's a lot of a, a really, really great bands performing. the The prices are incredibly low. You can get on board for just $149. Uh, so it's it's a great, great thing. They have a payment plan if you want to do like pay $49 a month. Go go jump on this cruise. You still have time. It's really the first ever guitar dominated music cruise. Zach Wilde will be there. Breaking Benjamin. Engve Malmsteen. Michael Shanker. Motionless in White. Marty Friedman. Oh, damn. Alex Skolnick. Tracy Guns. Rudy Sarzo. Mike Orlando, who was just on Talking Metal recently. Bumblefoot. This is a real Talking Metal-friendly cruise, if you ask me, guys. Pamela Moore will be there. Jeff Watson. Gilby Clark. Uh, the list just goes on and on. And, uh, again... Another member of the Talking Metal family, Metal Mike Kloschek, will also be on the cruise. You guys got to check this out. Uh, Here's a number you can call 310 849 3444 for more information. And again, if you're listening to this show in Florida, just go to Axis.rock slash Florida and they're giving away a very special discount. Uh, even cheaper than the other discount I just mentioned for Florida uh, residents, uh, you will get a, a really great, great discount. Um, so check that out. And uh, yeah, guys, that's that. So we're going to wrap it up here today on Talking Metal. And why don't we play a little more music? This is a little classic Def Leppard with... High and dry Saturday night.